Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This time, it's all on the line. Snap and hand it off. There goes James to the right side. Going to drive hard. Going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Oregon. Get out of my way. Effort. Jordan Effort. James. This is a Pac-12 Championship Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Online at modspdx.com. I wasn't that long ago before a lot of people told us, saying we don't control our own destiny anymore. I think maybe we just do. Dirt and Spray on 1080. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Spray here on YouTube.com slash 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2. And, of course, 1080 AM on your radio dial. Now being called MAGA Dirt on the YouTube chat because I evidently hate all black players. <laughs> Didn't you have Lamar in your top five? Yeah, I did. And Patrick Mahomes? Defended Lamar tooth and nail, said he was worth every penny of the contract. And then the same person proving my exact point saying he's 10-1, and one, Dirt. He's 10-1. and one. Quarterback stats, man. 10-1. 10-1. Can't only, argue with record. Those are the only one that been throwing for 140 yards and a win. He's 10-1. and one. Wins are wins, right? He was the only one that won that game. I had a listener DM me on Instagram yesterday uh, a photo from a quiz show that had a photo of a sloppy Joe. <laughs> and it said, what is this called? Meat in tomato sauce. And your four options were sloppy Joe, something, something, dirty Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it said, it'd be really great if you'd start calling him dirty Andy. And I said, well, he's got a reputation. He does. He does seem like a guy who would have a sandwich named after What's him. What's the better? I should. We should yes. do this. What's the better? Here's a poll question for you. I was going to do a Cam Ward poll question, <laughs> and I guess I'll have to hold off on this. What's the better nickname, Dirty Andy or MAGA Dirt? Ooh. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Dirty Andy there. I think yeah. Dirty Andy. <laughs> I think I'm going to lean in that lean that direction. Because that, that, be, that could be a cocktail. It could. Uh, that could be a sandwich. Yeah. I'll try my best to not be racist the rest of the show, though. My apologies, guys. I'll try and tone down that my could be overt racism, of... which I know is over the top all the time. So I'll just I'll, I'll attempt my best to not be a racist for the next two yeah. hours. That sweater doesn't help. Uh, you could call some sort of uh, backstabbing maneuver a dirty Andy. <laughs> Swag brought in 
a Kim Jong Un pillow last year yes, from you a did. random gift. We have a Kim Jong Un pillow. Right yeah, over we there. had a we had a white elephant uh, party within the family, and that's a weird joke. I just I, like let's be honest. That's a I weird ended up joke. With that I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? Uh, we it's I'm like, gonna you know get... what we got a new couch in the studio. Here you go. <laughs> I'm gonna get dirt a maga hat. <laughs> I don't know what do you do with it, but you know, there it is. Happy Christmas, yep. Merry Christmas, and a tea time at Doral. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun, buddy. Oh, I go love tackle it. the blue monster. I love it. You know, it was better in 1994. Oh no, <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't, don't say, it. say it out loud. Don't, don't do it. say that. Uh, all right, Colin Wilson's going to join us at 7:30. Uh, I want to start the second hour. A good friend of the show. He doesn't get to listen as often. Uh, he's traveling right now, but I saw this on Twitter and I, I was kind of, I've been noodling different angles cause I want to kind of get into this PAC 12 title game Friday. I, I'm so excited for it, except yesterday I kind of didn't our good friend, Casey Holdall just merely tweeted out the line of the game, nine and a half. What's going on here. He's an Oregon guy, but yeah. he's also, he likes to sports gamble. And I think he's pretty reasonable with expectations and kind of looking at matchups and whatnot. And I was remembering the end of that Apple Cup game. I, I I might be way stupid come Monday. So pull this audio if you want to save it. <laughs> I'm kind of leaning almost all the way in that Oregon's going to trounce them. And, and it's not a, Oregon's just better. Washington's had a remarkable year. I've given them a ton of credit along the way. I think they've been a great story. I think that dude's hurt. And I think he's hurt a lot more than he's letting on. And I think he's been hurt since the Oregon game when we talk about what's been the problem. They said he was sick for Arizona State. Okay. All right. I, he didn't look right. Maybe it was sick. Then Stanford. Well, they needed to drop pass on fourth down to beat Stanford. Okay. I thought he was slinging the rock fine in that game too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you may look at him throw the ball and say, I think he's fine. He had some nice throws to Odunze in that game against Washington State. But then he walks off the field, and he's, he kind of looks like he's grimacing, and people say it's emotion. They've categorized it as cramps with ribs. I think he's hurt. And I'm wondering how this is going to go for him Friday if he takes a blindside shot from Brandon Dorless, sure. who is a monster of a human being. And I, I just, why is that line so high? I think Oregon is playing good football. I also think Vegas might be on to something, and my... I'm kind of leaning in on that. I, I think he's hurt. I think he's been hurt, and I don't think they want to tell anybody. I was watching the Ryan Grubb press conference from yesterday, Washington. I actually like the way they do it. They bring out both coordinators, they then their head coach. Turn. Like, yeah. It's perfect, and I wish other schools would do that. Oh, me too. Because I'd love to hear from the coordinators every week, and I really like Ryan Grubb, and he's interesting. And He was asked about Penix and the way that he was reacting to the end of that game, and he dropped the line again. You know, basically asked, you know, was he feeling okay? Was he doing a rise? He banged up. He, kind of the ending was weird. He said, oh, he was he was a little uh, under the weather at the end of that game. They started to use that again. And He's it's sick like, again, what? huh? Okay, so now we're – but he was just sick at the end of the game, so he wasn't sick at the start of the game. Was he sick last week? I'm a little confused by this. It was wet and cold. The weather got to him <laughs> When you're under the weather thing, some weeks and, and some weeks you are, some weeks you aren't. Um, I – it's it's hard to come up with any other reason – 
for what they've looked like offensively for the last eight weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I know they've had wide receivers, and McMillan's been in and out. He didn't play against Oregon. They've been trying to get him back. Came back against Oregon State. Played a little bit this weekend. Hasn't in the looked Apple like Cup. himself. Has not looked like himself. They feel like he's close to 100%. Polk has now had back-to-back games, by the way, without a catch. Now, part of that was the Oregon State tsunami game. It was hard to throw the ball. But then not having one in a couple of drops against the Cougars was not a great look on Saturday. Yeah. When you look at his numbers, Penix's, that is, for the first you know month, five weeks of the season and then compare them to the last seven weeks like it is a totally different player mm-hmm. night and day and I think this has been one of the Heisman arguments honestly for Bo is that he just hasn't had a bad game he hasn't had a clunker he hasn't had a dry spell for whatever reason maybe it's because he has more talent around him he hasn't had one of those stretches and so it's hard for me to look at Penix and what Washington was doing early in the year offensively and then look at them now and conclude anything else. Like, nothing changed schematically. I know McMillan's been out of the lineup, but their offense was, should still function at a high level. The they've defensive actually, line is still healthy. You know, they've actually been running the ball better later mm-hmm. in the year than they were earlier in the year. And so I, I have a hard time drawing any other conclusion than he's just been banged up. And I bet he probably took a couple of shots to the ribs against the Cougs in that game. And to your point about Dorless, like, if I'm Oregon, man, that's my that is my main objective early in that game. I'm I hitting him. Get after him and hit mm-hmm. him and make him as uncomfortable as you possibly can. Because for as confident as everybody is in Oregon winning this game, I get it. The matchup seems to Oregon's been playing better for a month and a half. There is one weakness on Oregon's defense, and it is their their secondary. They're not great in coverage at the safety position. And if you can throw the ball down the field, you can take advantage of that. That's how Washington won the first game. They got a fourth down stop and scored in two plays from 50 yards out, for heaven's sakes. And so if they can throw the ball downfield efficiently, I think it'll be a tighter game. But if he's banged up, then I lean into the they don't stand any chance. Well, and I, I think I think Oregon's going to give us that answer pretty quickly in the game. Because if he has the time to throw the... I mean, he can throw the football. I'm not suggesting he can. I, I've been watching him. But something's been a little off. And I maybe it's... Maybe defenses have picked up some of their stuff. Maybe they're too reliant on the pass. And so they put themselves in very quick three-and-out situations. And they're giving the ball back with less than like a minute and a half. I was kind of amazed just how quickly it feels in person. Like when Oregon State got a couple stops... Three and out, less than a minute, and it's yeah, like it goes man, quick. Yeah, because you throw the ball, there's three seconds. Throw the ball, there's four seconds. You know, what I mean? it's less than thirty seconds sometimes. If you get a three and out on him, maybe it's that, or maybe he is pretty banged up, and those ribs are sore and delicate, and he takes a couple shots, and he's instantly in pain. I don't know, but that line is awfully high, and even if Oregon fan is confident in it. It still makes you kind of do a double take of wait. I Why is it that big? Twelve and O team, nine and a half point yeah. underdogs, and they won the head to head matchup earlier this year. They've won the two matchups in the Landing DeBoer era, and I, yeah. I, I think my only conclusion has to be that he's more banged up than let on. But if that Washington offensive line can protect for him, you're certainly not wrong. He can, he can, he can tread any defense. Yeah. But it's how much time is he going to get? And if Oregon gets to him, which I'd imagine. Taj Lapoy and Dan Lanning have some plans of pressures, disguising coverage, you know, just coverages, pressures, et cetera, just mixing things up a little differently than they've shown the first time they played. Well, I we may see it play out in real time of, oh, he isn't right physically. I don't want him to be hurt. I wish he was 100% healthy, but I've kind of felt like he was more hurt in that game than they led on. They said he was cramping, and that wasn't what somebody cramping does. The other piece of the puzzle is Dylan Johnson is banged up, too. He could he had to come out every few plays in that Washington State game and get 
looked at or taped up or it's because he tries to hit everybody when yeah. he runs. He's a physical so he, runner. What's the other he's, part of playing eight straight close tight games? Yeah, like yeah. they have not had the ability to put their he feet up and rest. Definitely not playing at a hundred percent. One of our uh, a husky uh, commenter on the YouTube chat says that you know don't forget Penix coming into the year was on a pitch count of practice because of shoulder pain. That's that's a good point too. And so saying yeah. you know I bet he doesn't throw a single pr- uh, football during the week during practice For to sure. try and keep the strength up. That could be it too. Maybe that's why they're that's out of sync. Point. I saw Grub also insinuate that Washington State deciphered some of their signals in that game, mm. and they realized it by the time the second half came around. That He just was, you know, I gave Penix a ton of credit for the way he played in the Oregon State game because that was those conditions were awful, they not were, easy to throw terrible. the football. Yeah. And I thought his num- his final stat line, you could, you could blame him for that or say he didn't play great. Like, dude, to have those numbers and a downpour the entire game, that was impressive, including that final third down throw that iced the game, which was a great back uh, shoulder throw to Roma Dunze. He had some throws late in that Apple Cup. We didn't get to it a ton yesterday because we were sidetracked. They, sh- I mean, he th- tried to throw the game away. He threw one of the multiple end zone with times. Like four defenders that got dropped, just, and I'm like, in a tie game, just lobbing the ball when you're yeah. in field goal range, yeah. just lobbing the ball into the end zone, and that to me reeked of a guy who did who was, there was pressure. Ah, I don't want to get hit. I'm just ah, throwing it away because I don't want to take that shot to wherever I'm feeling pain. Because if not, I just that was very uncharacteristic for him. I know he's thrown a couple of picks. Some of them aren't his fault this year, but just to chuck balls up and be like prayers when you have a tie game in the fourth quarter and you're in field goal range. That was uncharacteristic for him. And some one-on-ones with Odunze and the DB. He would throw it. The DB, he he didn't place it in the right spot. DB would drop the pass. Like, you're certainly right there. He he had a couple passes that should have been picked by Washington State. And maybe Washington State wins that game. But they didn't. And it's the slimmest of margin that Washington wins another game. There's a list with Washington and Oregon State that I want to get to. And it would kind of make sense once I read it. Next on The Fan. Swag, real quick, answer a question for me. Most likely to sue the other, Dirt or Sprague? Who's more likely to sue the other? Ooh. Because you know Hall sued Oates, right? Yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yeah. What did he sue him over? We don't know. It's been left confidential, but there's oh. a restraining order and a lawsuit between Hall Boy, and Boy, there's... That's a tough one because Dirt just doesn't like conflict. No, he no. doesn't. But if you if it's bottled up long enough, as we saw with the and I don't racist know, MVP conversation, the, the impetus, the shove is going to come from your spouses. Like they will be the ones that say, you are not going to look because not neither one of you you don't have the heart uh, to do it. You have the most compassion, Sprague, of anybody here. You don't have the heart to do it. You will find it's just like I'm going to lose. I'm going to have to pay all these lawyer fees. <laughs> hey, you're speaking my language, man. So. So yeah, it's it's so dirt suing me. I'm trying. To, no, I think I think the motivation will come from the spouses, and I don't know either one of them. My wife, well enough, would never sue anybody. <laughs> and Michelle never. doesn't seem that way either. No, no chance. So I don't know. Michelle would be like, "We're just not going to talk to them anymore." Like, <laughs> yeah, dirt would just close you out. Dirt yeah. would just be done. Not he's ghosting you. You're yeah. you're done. Yeah, I'm going to sue you to have my name on the show twice. Should be the Nick Batum Dirt Dirt Sprague show again. <laughs> but I will say, and if you go back to, I, I I will go if push came to shove. If it absolutely came down to something that could not be. I think it would be dirt mm, because every once in a while, and we pushed his buttons with the Jalen Hurts stuff. <laughs> yeah, we did. You find something and you push his button and all of a sudden the <sighs> ranting evil Energizer Energizer Buzzy <laughs> Energizer <laughs> Bunny shows up. Yeah. So we all have triggers. He's got a yeah. me myself and Irene vibe to him. We man. all have triggers, so man. It's gonna if lose it, came it in the grocery to line. It, if there was no Dude. arbitration mediation way to solve your issue, yeah. it would be dirt that that forced it. My wife has no idea what she's in for Friday night. No idea. Really? No idea. She How had, has she not learned at this point? She worked for the first Oregon Washington game. She worked that day, and mm-hmm. I watched Home Alone with the dog. She's off on Friday. Mm. She's going to get a full frontal glimpse of what I'm like. She's seen, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Not to this level. Well, she's the one that's pregnant, so I need you to remember that <laughs> when you're a like, big one. why don't you shut up? Well, the worst thing is, too, we have a baby shower on Saturday. I know. And my presence has been requested. Like, I can't get out of it. Oh, I'm not going. You know you, that, right? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's okay. I don't think guys should go. So I, but it's like I have family coming into town that I don't see very often. So it's like my mom's, hey, I want you there. And so. So this could be delicate. This is going to be delicate. If Washington if wins. If they lose oh. and I got to put on a good face for a baby shower on Saturday, I'm blocking the doors. Does she know <laughs> Lee, to drop tell the everybody coming and if get that off happens my property. not to wear purple? Just don't wear <laughs> oh. purple. You should have put that on like, the invite. I should have put that on the invite. Yeah, because like if some of somebody that's gonna be or that was maybe in her bridal party shows up wearing purple, <laughs> man, 
wait till he opens the gifts. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to think in our relationship. I haven't watched a lot of like big time sporting events or had to with her. Nobody knows the dad of that baby shower better than me. If you, you wait for those <laughs> gifts to be opened. I will throw something out if I need to. It will get burned. If you <laughs> if you bought something that's egregious, it will get burned. She'll never <laughs> even know. She's like, wait, I thought she'll get the thank you. She's writing thank you cards and like a friend's like, did you not get my gift? <laughs> Keep the receipt. That's all I'll say. Keep the receipt. <laughs> she like the only one that I can think of was the uh, the Giants blowing their lead in the Cub playoff game, but that was like early in our relationship. Mm. I haven't had a lot of high stakes fandom games since then. It's a good point. The Ducks, I mean, they've been fine. They've had big games, but not to this level. And this the Giants, one. Giants have sucked for a long time. We talked about how Washington wins some of these games by the slimmest of margins. Yes. I, I thought this was really interesting. I, I follow him on Twitter. His name is uh, Bill Radajewski. It's collegefootballdata.com. I probably said that last name wrong. I'm really bad with names. I'm sorry. I am who I am. But he runs through all of the analytics. Like, he goes into deep dive, weighted EPA, like stuff like you kind of understand, but you're not fully all the way in on. You know, Dave Bartu language. He uses things and phrases and analytics that really kind of find out where teams are statistically. Expected turnover margins. All that, yes. He uses all of them. He put a chart together, two charts. Six of the top, or four of the top six teams, excuse me, on this chart are in conference championship games <laughs> this weekend. It's usually how it works, man. You got to catch breaks sometimes to get there. And this chart is ter- is deemed... Uh, Luckiest teams in college football by win expectancy with their stats versus what they actually accomplished. Number one is Oklahoma State. They were expected to be at 4.8. They've won nine games this year, and it's made no sense to anybody. They got smoked at home by South Alabama. Think Washington is third on this list. Mm. 12 wins. Their win expectancy was 9.2. So they're 2.8 above. Yep. Florida State is fifth on this list, 9.5. They've obviously got 12. And Iowa. God forsaken Iowa. <laughs> Should have won 7.7 games, have 10 wins. On the other side of this, he did the unluckiest teams in college football. There is a team locally that is on this list. Give me number one first. Give me number one. Number one unluckiest team in college football, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. My Cornhuskers. They were expected to win 8.1 games. They won five. Number 16 on this list, my Oregon State Beavers. They should have won 9.3. They've won eight. We all kind of know this. Yep. They should not have lost the Arizona game. Yep. And I feel like if they could play Wazoo again, they'd probably Damn. correct that situation. Yeah. Not to mention hiking a ball over your punter's head and having a pretty big impact on the Washington game. That is also bad <laughs> luck. Uh, but it's it's just interesting to note, based on analytics, and I don't think Washington fans would really get upset by it. I know luckiest can come with a negative connotation. I feel like Husky fan would acknowledge there's a few games that it's like, <sighs> Oh, they know it more than anybody. They've we been escaped. having heart attacks every Saturday for two straight months. 
Like that's br- I wouldn't wish that on anybody. That's brutal, man, to have to ride that roller coaster week in and week out. The funniest thing out of all this was a top 10 lucky team was the USC Trojans. And the USC Trojans went 7-5, and five, and they were one of the 10 luckiest teams in the country. Somebody brought up an interesting point. Should have won 5.3 according to this. I don't know how the tiebreakers would have worked out matchup-wise, but somebody mentioned Oregon needs to be very thankful for USC because I think, I think Arizona might have had tiebreakers over Oregon. I don't know how that works. If Jed Fish had just gone for two against USC, they'd be in it. We could be in a world right now where it's Arizona and Washington in the Pac-12 title and Oregon doesn't get their rematch. And we would be saying, like, Oregon should be in this, but we I don't know if we could also say, like, Arizona doesn't deserve... Arizona had a great they had season a great this year. year. They had a great... Nobody would pick Arizona to beat Oregon, but they had a great year. Would you pick Arizona to beat Washington in the rematch? <sighs> I'd lean on it. I'd think about it. I don't know if I'd pick it, but I'd lean on it I for a while. If, yeah, I don't know if I'd pick it. Somebody brought up a good point on Oregon State, too, just in terms of unlucky. Schedule-wise, they got Arizona when Arizona was playing good football and had figured it out with Fafita. They got Washington State when they still knew how to play football early in the year. That was me. And you, I, I, I if you flip you, those games, they could have easily been different results. <laughs> Somebody brought that up, and I was like, that's a really good point. Do your headphones work? They're... <laughs> You know, a national guy said this joke. Hi, number four. <laughs> I said it three weeks ago on the show, five feet I don't from think you. Their headphones work. If it makes you feel any better, I do this to my wife all the time too. I told you a listener <laughs> tweeted me, man. Throw a lot of info at me. If, I can't keep track of all if of it. Oregon State had flipped the Arizona Washington State games. They don't lose yeah. those games. Yeah, I said that. Somebody brought up a good point too in the text line, saying, uh, "I would never sue you because you're white." <laughs> what? I mean, I'm I'm a racist, clearly. So I I would never sue you. Although you are part Asian, so maybe I would. I don't know. I could. Find an angle. You never know. Is that what you say? You're part Asian? <laughs> is that the, is that the like, labeling there? What am I supposed to say? Yeah, You're a quarter the... Asian? <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of sounded weird out loud. Just a left leg? Like, You're what do we part give part Asian. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Which part? You're part. Uh, You're part Asian. You can't see it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the part you can't see. Uh, cat pervert. Uh, all right. Well, Colin let's get Wilson going. Next. Colin Wilson is next. Huskies are lucky. <clears throat> I mean, they are, but they they are. It's okay to say that. I do think it's okay. They might to say win that. on Friday. They might go to the playoff. They're this year's TCU. It's okay to say that. Uh, Colin Wilson. How does he feel about it? Is Washington lucky? Does he have Oregon rolling? We'll hit him up with that and the other college football conference title games, the playoff. All of that is next. Colin Wilson, the Action Network. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the inside. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday. Let's keep talking conference championships. We were just touching on Oregon and Washington a little bit there. Joining us now is good friend of the program, Colin Wilson, at underscore Colin1 on Twitter. He's a senior writer at the Action Network, Big Bets on Campus. Colin, good morning to you. Thanks for the time, man. We're looking at that Washington-Oregon line. We knew Oregon. Oregon would be favored. We're a little taken aback by how high that number is. Are you having the same reaction, and how do you feel about the rematch in Vegas? I've been having that same reaction for about four weeks. They posted a look-ahead line about a month ago, and it was Oregon minus three, and I thought to myself, how in the world do you beat a team by three points, and you're going to be an underdog on a neutral site? And it's just grown and grown and grown over the past month to this huge number where it's Washington now nine. I mean, I mean, just throw everything out, throw the eyeball test out. The team that won the game <laughs> by three points is now an underdog of nine points and they're undefeated. It, it's, it's one of the craziest numbers I've ever seen. Does it make you want to pick Oregon though, in a way, because yeah, Washington getting disrespected, but it, it, uh, we talked about Penix. He kind of looks like he's been hurt since that Oregon game, rib injury. They've labeled it sick, cramping, whatnot, but He's had moments where it looks like he's wincing or he's covering up his face with a hoodie. Does it make you kind of wonder if Penix is hurt going into this thing and that maybe the value is on Oregon? Well, there's a lot of things going on. Some of it is that. There could be an injury to Michael Penix going on. I'm not sure if that's what's got this number up so high, but Oregon also beating everybody by at least 14 points since that game plays a big part of it. Washington, uh, there's a, a story floating around right now that um, Washington State basically knew every play that Washington was going to run, and that's the reason that they kept it close. So that's, you know, that's also an unspoken thing that's going on this week that I'm trying to figure out if, <laughs> if the playbook on Washington is out. Uh, so that's another element to look at. But, yeah, it's all of these things, from Pennix possibly being hurt, the way Oregon has looked, uh, defenses have adjusted and said, please run on us, and that's how you got, uh, what, Dylan Johnson running for 250 against USC. Um and then the Washington defense can be had on the ground. I think everybody's pretty much figured that out. Hmm. Where are you at on the on the Heisman market? Because I know this game will have a big determining factor in that. It seems like it's a two-guy race. Is Penix eliminated? Just where are you at on that market? I mean, it's, it seems like it's a two-man race, which is Daniels and Nix. Um, I think if, if Oregon wins, it's definitely Bo Nix's. I mean, you just cannot play this weekend and then expect to win the Heisman unless you've got Lamar Jackson's numbers, which Jaden Daniels doesn't. Um, but Bo Nix, absolutely, this is his award. 
I think he would have to probably go sub 200 passing yards, maybe more interceptions than TDs, and definitely lose the game for him to lose the Heisman. I could even see him play stellar or can lose and him still win the Heisman. So uh, it's definitely his. I, I don't, I'm not sure how Penix wins. Uh, he would have to have a Joe Burrow 9 TD type performance to get it done. Hmm. Uh, conference championship game outside of the Pac-12. You got the ACC, Louisville coming off a loss to Kentucky, Florida State surviving against Florida with a backup quarterback and looking good defensively. You've got Georgia, Alabama, which is always an interesting one. Which one do you like the most right now? Uh, is it the Big 12 title game? Where are you at on conference championship week this weekend? Well, the, the play for Louisville, Florida State is going to be the under. That one opened up and is immediately taking some money down. Uh, 48 is very key, so I would try to get under before that. Um, a lot of love in the market for Louisville to be Florida State. I'm not sure I'm there yet. That Once they got two quarters behind Tate Rodemaker, he looked like a completely different person against Florida. So, uh, I don't know, Florida State may be a buy if it goes down a little bit farther. Uh, the Oklahoma State-Texas number, I, I think Texas is on a mission to put a 50-burger up and look good to the committee. They know that they're behind the eight ball. They need a ton of things to happen for them to get in, one of them being Florida State losing. Alabama has to have a loss. So if you're wanting Texas to get into the playoff, you're going to have to have uh, a couple of things that have to happen, and Texas needs to put another 50-burger up on Oklahoma State. Now, they do play early. They play at 11 a.m., uh, Central time, so I, I believe they will put up um, that amount of points, so I definitely like them to cover the spread. I think there's not a lot of underdog action here that I love. Definitely not Iowa. Uh, I would take the over. <laughs> that that Big Ten championship, just take the over 35 and a half. Um, I believe Iowa can score more than seven, and I'm pretty sure Michigan's going to do everything they can to put up as many points uh, because, you know, Harbaugh's back on the sideline, and they believe it's them versus the world. Yeah, that, that over-under is a funny number. You, you mentioned some of the other dogs. I mean, the only other one that is notable is probably Alabama this weekend, and I don't know how to feel about that game because you look at last week as it would be in a look-ahead spot. I know it's the Iron Bowl, but they're luckier in hell to win that game on 4th and 31 and completing that pass in the back of the end zone. That's always a heavyweight battle, though, when they play. There's been games where I've gone in saying Alabama doesn't have a chance, and they've beaten Georgia. A couple of years ago that happened. I'm just how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you look at that matchup? Because that is the chaos, I think, us in the Pacific Northwest are terrified of of what happens if Alabama wins that game are you really keeping Georgia out and then you can't keep Alabama out of the playoff at that point well there's no way in the world that the SEC champion will not be in the playoff yeah. uh, but you know on the other hand Georgia would be out and I, I know that we've had previous years where there just weren't good enough one loss teams uh, and that's why you had two teams from the same conference make it but that's not the case this year Oregon Texas these these are one loss teams with major wins on their record um, and so they would definitely come in. So the loser of this game is out. The number took a little bit of a rise after it opened, and I think that's the result of what happened in the Auburn game, people thinking uh, that Alabama may be vulnerable. But you know what? For those of us that watch SEC <laughs> religiously, that's just the Iron Bowl. That, this is a product of the Iron Bowl. It, ha it happens every single time. So the game should be lined at four. So you're getting a little bit – you're getting some value on Alabama here in a game that I think is completely picked. They run the same offenses. They run the same defenses. These two coaches work together forever. Six points is a lot of points. I, I got a two-parter for you. One, we, we talked about this earlier today. What's, you, what's your dream playoff? If I gave Colin Wilson the ability to pick the four teams that he wants to see play in the first round, meet in the championship, who are the four teams Colin Wilson likes and – We've never actually personally met. You've been on the show a handful of times. We reference how you like to come out to Bandon once a year and play golf. 
I actually on Saturday felt like I wanted to give you a hug. Your your Arkansas Razorbacks are in a really bad spot, and they they showed a lot of their ugly this weekend. So I'm just, are you doing okay with that? I get a lot of texts from people that are you doing okay? Are you doing okay? And I, I keep telling everybody like. If you're a Razorback lifetime fan, you've been through the plague. I mean, Bobby Petrino, John L. Smith, uh, you know, we fired our coach after losing to the Citadel in the 90s. I mean, we, I, this is nothing new. This is, I mean, this is a condition that's never left us. So, yeah, I, I, I'm doing all right. If I had a dream playoff, uh, it would definitely be Georgia and Texas in the Sugar and Michigan, Oregon in the Rose Bowl. I think Michigan, Oregon in the Rose Bowl has the chance to be one of the greatest scenes in college football history because that that's an old classic Rose Bowl uh, Big Ten Pac-12 matchup uh, and you'd be in the semifinal to make the national championship uh, it's a bit of a futures question for you but I'm an Oregon State alum so Jonathan Smith the Civil War all of that happened that's a devastating blow to a fan base and we don't know where Oregon State's going to be in the next couple years but we know where he's going to be he's going to be East Lansing Michigan where they've deemed him the king of the north what does a Michigan State, what's the futures look like to you with Jonathan Smith as the coach of Michigan State? How are you playing Michigan State maybe the next year or two? What do you think that's going to look like for him? There's definitely, it's definitely a positive. And the fact that he's going to take some of his coaching staff with him and the fact that there could be some transfers out of Oregon State that make their way to East Lansing, it's all a positive. The one thing we don't know is, is he going to be able to replicate the power running game uh, at Michigan State in year one? Uh, a little bit of a daunting task, especially considering the schedule that they've got to play every year. But Michigan State absolutely had a home run hire, in my opinion. All these names of these coaches that are being handed out, Jonathan Smith was number one. I wanted him at Arkansas. You want a power running game? Bring him to the SEC, please. But, uh, no, he's going to be at Michigan State. So it's nothing but positivity, but now you've got to have the horses. You've got to go through a roster that's been completely depleted. Everybody was hitting the transfer portal. Even Peyton Thorne hit it after the spring game and played for Auburn this year. So he's got to get a control of that roster. And that, that is not going to – I mean, look at Matt Rule. It's just not an easy thing to do to go into the Big Ten, get people to come to really cold locations, and then try to compete with Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, the conference is going to get tough for next year too. Colin Wilson, one of our favorites, Action Network, at underscore Colin1 on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Big bets on campus. We always appreciate the time, man. Glad you're hanging in there with your Razorbacks. Good luck winning your bets this weekend, and hopefully we can catch up again soon. Thanks for having me, guys. There you go. Colin Wilson. He was molded by the darkness is, I think, what he was trying to say there. You know, there is an element of, like, when something happens to a team that uh, somebody roots for, there is an element of, like, the text, actually, if you're okay, is kind of annoying. It is. And I'm, I I don't mean this at a shot at anybody, but I had, like, nine texts this week of, yeah. you doing okay? I was not going to text you guys. I know you're not doing okay. I know what the answer to that question is, and I'm not sending that text. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a really bad situation. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say here. No, I'm not, man. I'm crying right now. <laughs> Come give me a hug. That's interesting. Home run hire. He's a home run hire. Mm. He's the king of the north, don't you know? Does we- he know he's going through a midlife crisis? <laughs> I don't think he knows that. We will play some Jonathan Smith audio for you coming up in the final hour. Don't forget the mail sack also. Coming up at 815, your questions are welcome. 503-864-6326. That is the Vancouver Ford text line, or you can fire them off on the YouTube live chat. I want to get to a concerning thing that I have. There's a graphic over the weekend that terrified me. Are we putting any stock? in this please don't let it happen that is next on the fan well the playoff will be announced on sunday we got to get through conference championship games we'll determine who the final four are on sunday morning i have avoided the playoff ranking every week it's been on television it's too early as we turn the corner into the new year a lot of people are looking to get healthier 
That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's 4 o'clock. Well, the, ex- except for that one college basketball day where they have the tournament, and then it doesn't happen until like 6 or 6.30, and then that one college basketball game gets really high ratings because everybody's waiting for the rankings to come out, and then everybody turns it off for the second game. I also find myself getting upset listening to somebody making 2 to $4 million a year have no real explanation and sound stupid. Yeah. Talking about a sport that we all watch Your boys, and cover. boo. Boo, boo. Boo, Carrick. No, I'm talking about the people actually like, like an ESPN. I think oh. McElroy is going to be distraught. Alabama won a great game against Auburn this weekend. <laughs> it is the Iron Bowl. You throw the records out the window when they play. Have you ever heard wanna, of it? I want to see While also McElroy in the same breath probably blaming. Boys. A Joey Galloway propping up Ohio State that they still deserve to be in the uh, top four. Did after- you see Desmond Howard call Pete Thamel a coward this weekend? Dude, that was in my notes. We need to talk about that. Desmond Howard ha- is a problem. He's not good, first off. No, he's not. He's just like, there's nothing he ever says. It's like, oh, interesting, good point. Desmond Howard doesn't bring anything to the table. He, like, shamed, fear-shamed a coworker. Pete Thamel has been getting death threats from Michigan fans because of the reporting he's done on their cheating scandal yeah. that their coach got suspended for, that they then accepted the suspension. And he called him out live on college game day and said, where's Pete? Why is he doing the reports from inside the stadium? Why isn't he out here with the fans? And Reese Davis was like, are you serious right now? Yeah, he was like, he's had death threats. He was like, ah, nobody's going to Come on, these are nice people. Him. They wouldn't do anything. It's like, what is the matter with you? Yeah. This is a cult. Why wouldn't you, you go have a to problem. Corvallis there, Desmond? Yeah. God, that stuff drives me nuts. Interesting, the one person Dirt picked on that panel that he has a problem with. You know who else was an idiot never said anything interesting? David Pollock, and I'm glad he got fired. There you go. You happy now? Wow. I'm I, just trying to balance it out, okay? Wow. Trying to trying to beat the allegations. I liked, I liked David Pollock. I couldn't stand David Pollock. He was an SEC honk. Get him out of here. We have enough of those. I already have Fine Bomb on my TV. I don't need 13 SEC honks on the same day as. He's been honking enough for your duckies. Where? On his programs. Does he have programs? Yeah, DavidPollock.com. Oh, okay. His programs. I think I don't know. I don't. I feel like I watched him do an interview from a car. He's like, I like Oregon. And I'm like, yeah, he's David Pollock. Hey, look at that. He likes Oregon. Yeah. I think he's a big Jesus guy. He's a big Team Jesus guy now. I think that's what he's doing. Last time I saw David Pollock. Are you suggesting he's doing like Christian television? I think he's just like into. I I'm not tell. I don't know. Last time I saw a tweet from like him, a Joel it was Osteen a, thing. It was a religious or? tweet. Last time I saw it. Oh. So I I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I saw this Saturday night. 
I can't remember what game they showed it during. The football power index from ESPN is a very controversial thing. Not a fan of it. They now have at ESPN the playoff predictor. Oh, yeah. The playoff predictor. Okay? I know. Now, mind you, this is Saturday night. So, Civil War's already happened. Michigan-Ohio State's already happened. I believe the Auburn-Alabama game was over at that point. Apple Cup's done. Apple Cup's done. Yeah. This is end of the night, like, Pac-12 after dark time. Yeah, all those games are done. Here was their top four team's percentage chance to make the college football playoff. You ready for this? Michigan was number one at 95%. Can get it. They beat Ohio State. They're playing Iowa this weekend. Michigan's in. They're not going to lose to Iowa. Georgia was number two at 85%. People thinking ah, Alabama's probably not going to beat them. They barely beat Auburn. Georgia's probably in the playoff. Florida State was third at 72%. You know who the number four team was? Texas. And this is my terrifying thing for tonight. Oh, stop. You got nothing to be afraid of. Ohio State, 54% chance to make the college football playoff. Look, that's that's for showing clicks, man. Where are they going to be ranked tonight? I, I want to answer that question right now. We'll watch the rankings and scream at each other about it tomorrow. Will they be ranked ahead of any of the other one-loss teams that are Oregon, Texas, and Alabama? Or will they fall to the back of the line? They will be ahead of Oregon. They it, will be ahead of Oregon. Then they'll be But it won't one. matter. Oh. But it won't matter. Okay. So Oregon, if they win Friday, Oregon jump wins. Ahead? I, 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 will, I will bet a decent amount of money. If Oregon wins, they're in. I, you you can play out scenarios all you want. They win, they're in. Okay. So you think they'll be the, that would make them the number five ranked team in the country? Oregon? Ohio, no, Ohio State. Uh, something like that, yeah. Because Oregon be was six last week. Yeah. Ohio State lost. They were number two, I think, in the Louisville rankings. lost, so that helps. You bump them down. Well, sure. They were, yeah, they were out of the conversation anyway. Florida State, like, I know what you're suggesting. I understand it. I'm kind of with everybody, but, like, they're, that defense was pretty nasty and they made some plays when they needed to in that game against Florida. Against a backup quarterback. I, I know Florida's not very Florida good. Florida sucks. They just fired half their staff. It's a road game with a backup quarterback after you suffer Throw the records out. catastrophic injury. <laughs> they play fine defensively. Um, I'll grant you that. I think Ohio State's going to be above Oregon, but again, I don't think that should bother anybody. Okay. Oregon wins, they're in. It's that simple. Okay. So where do you think Ohio State rank, is ranked? I think they slide... I think they slide to six. Do they they're for sure got to be ahead of Bama because Bama lost to Texas yeah. and Bama just narrowly escaped yeah. Auburn with their Texas lives. will be they I think they, they go did. in between Oregon and Texas. I, I agree with that. That's no? okay. I think um, they love Oregon. I think the strength of record. Oh, you think Oregon's gonna be ahead of Ohio State? Oregon will be ahead of Ohio State. Mm. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, they did take care of Oregon State rather easily at home, and that's a ranked top 25 team. If, if you guys Washington's, are holding on by a thread, though. <laughs> if Washington's are we still win. I think you are still ranked, oh, yeah. If Washington's yes. win at Oregon State was what convinced the committee to move them ahead of Florida State, then it should then Oregon crushing Oregon State should be enough to keep, keep them, them there, yeah. as the top-ranked one-loss Yeah, team. I agree with that. I, I think Ohio hmm. State's not going to fall too far. Okay. Don't, please, don't don't try to galaxy brain the situation. Ohio State's not making a playoff. That is done. This is not last year. There are too many good teams and too many deserving teams who are going to win or be right there with one loss or less. They're going to make it. Ohio State is out. They're done. They're cooked. Five through eight in this was Oregon 49%, Washington 26%, Texas 11%, Alabama 8%. So that was their top eight and the percentage, according to the, I love how it's sponsored, the All-State 
playoff prediction. I think Georgia, my take is Georgia's going to roll Bama. You think they roll them on Saturday? I Yeah, I, I don't think this is as great a Georgia team, but I think that's one of the worst Bama teams he's had. They should have yeah. lost that game, and Auburn just lost to New Mexico. Yeah, the unique part about that is they had been playing really good football leading it. Like, they had been blowing people out leading up to that. That's where I don't know who Alabama is. Were they the team that had finally found their gear and was kicking the teeth I think you in? do know. I think if you were being honest with yourself, you've watched them play all year. I mean, they're not Alabama of Milrow the last couple of years. Scare you. No, he doesn't scare me, but it's still Alabama. It's still Nick Saban. No, I got respect for Nick Saban for sure. I just, I, I just, I think Georgia's in a different level than yeah. them right now. Well, there you go. I, Ohio State was number four. That, that grinded my gears. And we'll see where everybody shows up tonight. The rankings come out 4 o'clock, the second-to-last rankings. And then Sunday we find out. These are the uh, least valuable rankings you get of the year. They, I mean, they are because it doesn't count. These are the last ones. And you rip them up, then we find out on Sunday. Uh, we got a lot to get to in the final hour. The mail sack is coming up at 8.15. Your questions are welcome at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. YouTube chat as well. You can go throw them there, uh, youtube.com backslash 1080thefam. We are live every single morning. I'm going to get to some Jonathan Smith audio. We haven't really talked about that Iron Bowl. We got some great audio with that. Uh, we got a load of final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt spray on 1080 The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.